I think my first week at Magic City, I met Michael Jordan. Which you is met crazy. Michael Jordan? Yeah. You got to tell the story. <laughs> okay, so I go into work. Break the knob, Bill. What it do, what it is, what it ain't, what it's going to be. It's another episode of Jazzy and Facts on Wax. Hey. We got a special guest in the studio with us. DJ Black, my brother. How you Hadden. doing? Hadden. It was Hadden. You know it's always good to see you, my Black brother. Boy, man. I'm dark skinned today, so you know. All right. You pulled up on us uh, in a motorcycle? In a yeah. motorcycle. Not said, in the oh, motorcycle. On, on, on the, the motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's some light skin. That's a light skin. You pull up in the motorcycle? How do you do that? Where they do that at? That's a new song. We right. Pull up in the motorcycle, B. How long you been riding, Black? All my life. All your, Literally all your life? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's my stress reliever, man. Like this keeps me from spazzing out on people. You ever so, had like a crazy, scary moment? I got into a motorcycle wreck in 2010 that I almost died in. But damn, I mean, for me, it that wasn't as scary as some other stuff that I've been about. Like, like the other night, somebody almost rear-ended me. All you hear is like you pull up to a light, and all you hear is and yeah, you that's know scary. it's coming towards you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of brace yourself. You kind of, I just, I braced and I turned around to see, okay, what it was so I know how hard I'm finna get hit. <laughs> but luckily, you know, somebody on their stupid ass cell phone. In a Prius. In, in a Prius. For real? It was a Prius. <laughs> uh, going down Moreland. Some white folks look like they was on the wrong side of Moreland. Like you know, they might have been down there buying something they weren't supposed to buy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but I mean, I was cool. But I mean, it, you know, it's a little stuff like that that, you know, it'd be the normal stuff like the, you know, doing the wheelies and going fast. So that stuff don't scare me no more. Like I saw you post it one time, like your man's got killed or something, like riding. Ah, uh, yeah, actually, last year, sh- shortly after my birthday, um, and I really, I sat down on my bike, like I, I put it up for a second. Yeah. What most people don't understand about bike riders is we're incredibly competent of what's going on, and we're cognizant of what's going on around us. Right. So when we're riding, I'm riding a mile ahead. And when you hear somebody say that that's been on a motorcycle, they're looking a mile ahead. Right. They can see, see what's in front of them. Absolutely. But they're looking a mile ahead mm-hmm. because the reaction time that you have in the car it's completely different than the reaction time I'm going to have on the bike. Right. I'm 300, maybe 400 pounds. You 3,000 pounds in the car. Mm. So to get away from you, I can do it incredibly quick. Right. To get away from me, it's not that easy. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I actually, that night was supposed to be riding, and I was not. You're supposed to ride with him? I was supposed to be riding with the group. Yeah. A couple of my guys. Um, Y'all you know, got a crew they, name? Uh, no, it's just group of friends. Mm-hmm. We ain't really That's a good name. <laughs> yeah, it's a group of friends. <laughs> motorcycle club, you know, me, five, me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody pay for their own bike.com. <laughs> right. That's really what it is. Now, I mean, we didn't want to do no club stuff because, you know, with the clubs, they try to dictate who you ride with mm-hmm. and what you do. Some of it's fellowship, but a lot of it is bullshit. So yeah. right. we'd be like, nah, bro. Hey, bro, where you at? I'm finna pull up on you. Right. All right, cool. Where we going to? Are we going downtown? All right, cool. We meet everybody else down there. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. But uh, yeah, they they were riding. I actually had a studio session that night. Mm-hmm. So I went to the studio. Then I went to get some food. And um, they were doing what's called roll-ons. What's so that? most of the time, you'll see most of the bikers in the HOV lane. You'll see two bikers like kind of holding traffic back, right? They'll be driving really slow. When you see that, slow down or get over two or three lanes. And then speed up. So if you're driving in the car, you pull up on the lane, you see two bikers just riding, they're blocking. So the people so in people... front of them can do whatever it is that they're doing. Either they're doing wheelies or they racing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So okay. don't try to go around them. Don't yeah, try I've to go it. around them. Yeah. Don't try to go through them. Because they're not going to move. Right. And and more than likely, it's going to be more, as bikers see you pushing up on them, they're going to slow down too and then you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Bikers carry straps. Uh, well, damn. I'm <laughs> just being 100 with it. I'm just saying. Uh, so if you see it, you know, just get over two lanes and speed mm-hmm. up. You know, most of the time you're going to see either they're 
racing, doing mm. roll-ons, uh, or they're doing wheelies. Okay. So, you know, to keep you guys back is if somebody crashes, somebody get hurt, somebody fall off of something, is to keep y'all from being right up on us right. and right. running us over. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my guys are doing roll-ons, and actually one of my guys – has the same bike that I have. I made him actually get that bike because I used to whoop his ass on his R1. He had another bike, and I yeah. used to kill him on my bike. <laughs> I got a BMW, the uh, S1000RR, okay. which is like the fastest bike That's the, the one street. outside, right? Yeah, that's the one outside. Yeah. That's the one that that's everybody's nice like chasing mm-hmm. right now. But one of my guys was racing another guy on another BMW, um, and they were doing roll-ons. They were right there together. Uh, this guy in the Camaro, I don't know if he was irritated. I don't know if he was just not paying attention, but he was moving. And they was on 20. Right there by uh, Gresham between, I think, Moreland. Moreland yeah, Gresham, I know exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They was moving, though. Like, dude was moving. He was going faster than them. He comes. So, one of your guys, the guy, the, the, he's holding The first up. set of blockers that he would have ran into, he swerved around. Oh, the second set, he split because, of course, they were in two lanes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he split between them. And when he did that, he swerved back into the inside lane, which is the HOV lane, which it was only one person in the car, so he shouldn't have been in the HOV lane anyway. Right. He hit the the guy Damn. that was closest to the inside, and when I say, you know, those bikes, like the the back of the bikes, is just held on by screws and mm-hmm. plastics. Yeah. It's not like a big frame or something, unless you hit the wheel or something. Right. He hit the bike so hard that he split it. That's crazy. Like wide open. Wow, that's crazy. That's how hard he hit him, and the impact it shattered the wheel. It the the things that was holding the rim together, mm-hmm. they was, it was like shattered. Damn, that's crazy. So he hit him so hard. Like, the dude probably had been doing it about 100. It was bad. And then the dude didn't stop. The rule of thumb is if somebody go down, you stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know? I mean, But as course. we didn't, you know, as my guys didn't see him stop, they was like, oh, hell no, nah, you're not going to just right. do this. But he had, he had hit him so hard, it like it messed up the front of his car. Mm-hmm. Like most he, time, so it was basically going to be a hit and run if yeah, you got that run. I mean, down. he wouldn't have got that far. Right. Because he literally hit this bike so mm-hmm. hard that it messed up. It punched a hole in his radiator. Like it looked like he hit another car. That's crazy. That's how hard he hit this bike. Damn. So, yeah, it was, I mean, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, that's it's a, just. That's a tough loss right there. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in life, when I got the phone call, yo, somebody just went down. I didn't even hear who it was. I didn't care who it was. I said, where y'all at? Yeah, they was like, "Oh, we on 20. I had just got my truck. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't really tested my truck out. I saw how fast that GC3 mm-hmm. was that night. Well, we started off sad. Man. Yeah, we started off. It's not sad. sad. It ain't it's, sad, it's, but it's, 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 it's life. And it was very informational. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very informational. So now for all you drivers out there, you see, you see the uh, the roll is roll on, right? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. doing roller. So, so what it is? Down, I got a whole nother respect for motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Y'all because slow down, most man. of the time, you know, like you get a phone call, you ain't got no earpiece in your mm-hmm. ear. You gonna pick up the phone, right? And for that split second, you might not see me. I see you. But you may not see me, and you might do something that I can't even. By the time I'm next to you, if you go left, you gonna hit me. Yeah. Hit me, yeah. I mean, only thing I can do is just kind of kick you. Kick, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can do. How did you get your name? Huh, let's see. DJ Black came about because I like started that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you the empowering part about it. Okay, so I used to get teased when I was young, mm-hmm. right? I had black gums. I was always the darkest person, and you know. I just, like, I was a cool kid, though. Like, I didn't really, like, want to start no trouble, but I, you know, gave you the business if you started with me. Um, but, you know, I was kind of shy, and everybody used to pick on me because I was dark-skinned, and I was just like, you know what? You were shy, that's hard to believe. I was shy. Okay. Where did you grow up at? <laughs> I grew up on the east side. Okay. Decatur. Okay, Decatur uh, was great. Yeah, you know, what my, school you went to? I went to Salem Middle School. You went to Salem Middle School? What year, you what, you? what year did you graduate high school? 07. Okay, yeah, you was way after me. I graduated okay. in 02. 
Well, I actually graduated. Oh, that's what's up. You went to Salem. Yeah, Shout I went out to, to Salem. The, well, back then it was the Bulldogs. Now they right. the Lions. Yeah, or they something, something else. I don't know what it is. It was the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, I grew up ATL to the death. Oh yeah, I'm my boy real, to I'm the real My boy to the yeah. death. I'm he, all the way. He, you know, not Atlanta. Nah, Atlanta. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> all day. All day. Uh, but yeah, so but, of course you got teased, especially at Salem. I know that was on your ass. Yeah, I mean, but then I went to Fernbank. So you know, it was an M school. So you know, you had the white kids and the black kids, and I still got. So it's minority to my. Or something like that. Okay. It's like a magnet program where you know they bust, they bust us, right. us old colored folks from out in the, <laughs> you know they bust us out to put us with the good old white folks. Now. Yeah, uh, it just was an advanced program, man. You know they wanted uh, you had to qualify to go to the school, and mm-hmm. you know if you were smart enough, you went. Which I guess I was smart enough, so yeah. we went. Me and my brother went. Um, but yeah, I used to get teased a lot. And in eighth grade, well seventh grade, when I went to Salem, I just like you know what I'm finna change my name because my real name is Philip Green, and I didn't like Philip. Because they used to call me Pick 'em Up Philip or Fill 'em Up Philip or whatever they called PG 13 because it's <laughs> they had them PG. all. They had everything. I, I, like when people try to talk about me now, it's almost like uh, you eat it up. Yeah. You eat it up. I heard that. PG 13. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> yeah, you got something new? Because I've heard everything. Uh, so yeah, I, I changed my name to DJ. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna tell you how God works. I'm gonna get y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get holy with you guys for a second. But uh, so I changed my name to DJ. D E E J A Y Green. And my mom hated it. She was like, why are you calling yourself DJ? Da, 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 da. And I was just like, because I don't like Philip. My mom's name is Philippa. So that whole correlation, I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I want to be, I want to have my own identity. Mm-hmm. DJ Green. Everybody started calling me DJ. High school, people started calling me DJ and everything. And uh, I worked at Golden Glide. And so, shout out to Golden Glide. Yeah, shout out to Golden Glide. Yeah, Wesley Chapel, old East Side mm-hmm. shouted. Uh, I, I started there, and I didn't know anything about DJing at all. I just, right. you know, I just. So you started there as a DJ? I started at Golden Glide as a DJ. But okay. when I started at Golden Glide, I just wanted to skate. Mm-hmm. I used to skate on Friday nights, you know. So you just wanted to skate for free? I just wanted to skate for free. Yeah. Or get paid to skate. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't tell me about the work part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to skate. But yeah, so I did that, and. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to DJ Avalanche. He's now one of my best friends, but at the time he was like the poster child mm-hmm. at Golden Glide. Like they loved Avalanche, and one of the DJs started teaching him how to DJ. And I was like, "Yo, I'm musically inclined. I like to sing. Da da da. This the only thing I can do musically in here." I was like, "Yo, y'all even to teach him the only. He ain't gonna be the only person finna learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach me." Mm-hmm. So I started learning. Didn't know anything about it, but musically it intrigued me. And I was like, okay, this is cool. So I started, you know, investing and started spending my own money. And so they started putting me on a schedule as a DJ. And uh, on the schedule, it said DJ the DJ. And I was like, yeah, that's corny. (laughs) (laughs) DJ the DJ the DJ. Like, you know, it was another one of those moments where people was just like, yeah, you got to find you a DJ name. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't really know any name. So I brainstormed on it. I was like, you know what? Everybody used to pick on me, calling me Black. So that's what's going to be my name, DJ Black. And now every time you say my name, you had to pay me. What was your first uh, DJ equipment? I actually still have them. There you I go. Had, uh, I still got my first Serato box. Okay. See, I didn't I start on Serato. I started on See, I about say, you, you, you I started, started back. You started yeah. 1200. You had yeah. actual records. I had actual records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. you wasn't winning them crate days? Oh, yeah. Ten yeah. crates. Mm. Carrying them in and out the skating rink. I didn't I didn't really start like getting out of the skating ring until I turned, I think, uh, what, 16 or 17. Uh, DJ Funky. Shout out to Funky Dare. Shout out to Funky. Funky. Uh, I met Funky at Jazzy T's. Okay, shout out to uh, Jazzy T. 
Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's real old school Atlanta yeah. for all my real ATL yep, yep, on Columbia yep. Drive. It ain't over there no more. It ain't over there no but more. But I met him over there, and he um he kind of took a liking to me. And then I became uh, wait a minute, you were sixteen to Jazzy T's? I was sixteen, <laughs> but I was I was a part of the Legion of Doom DJ. Gotcha. That was mm, the first you. like yeah. DJ crew. I saw right. the Super Friends that was in the city. But I was always the young boy. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to learn, so I always put myself around people that were older the than OGs, me. Yeah. But I wanted, he, he'd seen it. He was like, yo, you just come to the club with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I'm like 16. He was like, man, I don't care. I get you in. I'm like, all right. So I was bringing my crates and my turntables to Jazzy T. Yeah. At 16. You know what I'm saying? I was in there and it just, it blossomed from there. And, uh, you know, when I got to college, I ended up getting a chance to go and work at Magic. That, what school you went? College you went to? I went to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just DJing all the parties in college. I'm DJing. You're still doing, the, still do, doing the skate ring. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be funny. Like ironically, I wasn't doing a lot of the college parties. Okay. Because I didn't stay on campus. Campus. Yeah. So I wasn't so. like I wasn't I wasn't the, that okay. person. Okay. I, I told you I was shy. Mm-hmm. Right, like right. I knew who I knew, and most people knew who I was, but I wasn't like, hey, Shadow, let me DJ your party. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that guy. I yeah. was just kind of like. Still trying to figure it out. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? When I was in college. And I graduated a year early. So I was always, again, the youngest person. So it kind of made me, like, you know, a little standoffish. I'll talk to you if you talk to me, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, hey, initiating the conversation. Yeah, I, I wasn't that. <laughs> uh, and the way I got Magic City is because another DJ, shout out to DJ Kool Aid, he wound up Kool-Aid. not wanting the day shift. And for me, it was like, all right, I'm in college. I'm downtown. I got class. Might as well. Might as well. It's only five or six. You know, this is the club that everybody want right. to be at. Yeah. All my friends can't get in <laughs> at all. Why not? And like my first, I think my first week at Maddie City, I met Michael Jordan. Which you met crazy. Michael Jordan? Yeah. You got to tell the story. <laughs> okay, so I go into work and one of the girls is like Big Magic who yeah, owns Magic City. Magic City, yeah. He was like, yeah, big, she was like, Big Magic been in there talking to somebody, some dude, some tall dude. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, they was just in there talking, chit-chatting or whatever. And, um, you know, it was a couple of girls. It was day shift, so it wasn't a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Magic kept saying, hey, make sure girls stay on the stage. Usually, he don't, you know, he don't be tripping. But he was, you know, like, yo, make sure girls stay on the stage. I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, all right, hey, man, y'all got to get on the stage. Mm-hmm. Ooh, rotation, keep rotating. Mm-hmm. The girls didn't really realize what was going on until the end of the night. But I had to walk in there and tell him something or something or another. And he's sitting there talking to Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan's like, yo, what's up? What's That's up? crazy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man. Oh, you the one out there playing the music? I was like, yeah. He said, you rocking. I said, appreciate it. You know, That's kind of cool man. to get a com- uh, yeah. compliment from Michael. I mean, it was from cool. Mike, man. <laughs> Mike, like, the day shift. Want some water or something? I was <laughs> like, cool. yeah, sure. I mean, you know, ain't no Gatorade in here, but, you know, sure. So I said to talking to him. Uh, I talked to him for like five minutes. And in the uh, back and forth, I'm seeing him like ball up $100 bills, right? And that's he's like throwing them on the stage. The girls don't know that they're $100 bills. They think they ones. What? All they see is the balled up coming out the VIP section. It's so funny, though. I could just see Michael That's just balling and just throwing balling hundreds. Like, and throwing them out. So it was funny because, like, one of the girls So now you like, told your homegirl, go get the Nah, go get this is the thing. One of the girls got off stage mad as hell. She was like, ah, and Magic in there with some dude, da, 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 da. he keep throwing these ones balled up on the stage. And I was like, what you do with your ones? <laughs> she was like, I left them up there. I want them little $1 bills. I said, Alright. <laughs> so I had a homegirl that worked on day shift. See, like, all so DJs gonna have see DJs gonna have a couple homegirls that they fuck with. Cause they look out for me, I'm gonna look out for them. There you go. They tip me good. 
I'm gonna make sure you Absolutely. get straight. Mm-hmm. So that my homegirl was like, "Yo, I go on stage." I was like, "Cool." <laughs> I already know what the play is. Mm-hmm. Put her on stage, and I asked her. I asked the girl. I was like, "Oh, you just gonna leave your stuff up there?" She was like, "Man, I don't want that little uh, whatever." All right. <laughs> <laughs> my homegirl went up there. I said, "Listen, Came this the play. The Do not <laughs> get off the stage until I tell you to." Yeah. And that girl made like five grand. Damn. Did she know afterwards that it was Michael? No. They you never knew. You know, you didn't. I told her afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like after we left. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, I said, "Yo, get your get your uh, your money off the stage." She was like, "All right, cool." Like she wasn't she wasn't one of those that be like tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she you know gathered up the little you know grab because they still was balled up. So mm-hmm. she wasn't really paying attention. She just put it in the bag. I said, "Yo, where your bag at?" She was like, uh, "I put it downstairs." I said, "Yo, bring it up here. I want to show you something." <laughs> she bought the bag up and I opened the bag and I took one of the bills mm-hmm. and opened it up and showed her. I was like. This is what he was throwing at you. Damn. I said, Michael Jordan is in there doing that. She was like, what? <laughs> what? You just what? Every day. Put my J's on. Give me my wrong. J's out my locker. See, that's the thing. Like, for me, I'm going to twerk in my J's. I'm one of those guys, like, I don't, like, I, I rock with people that are genuine. Genuine, bro. So yeah. it was like, because she was super genuine already, it's like, yo, like, give her a blessing. Like, I can't give you five grand, but he can. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so why not let you get that blessing? And the other girl wound up figuring out who it was because I think somebody else said she something. She got mad. Oh, she was mad as yeah. hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I was like, but that's your fault. I said, you got off stage. Right. You was looking for the baller and he was in there. He was in there. The baller was The here. real baller, the baller was in there. The baller here. baller. I got he his shoes there. on. Right. So, you probably got his shoes on too. So from Magic City, what was the next DJ adventure for you? Uh, the, from Magic City, I did Magic City for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you get tired of the strip club? I did. You did. I did. Okay. Uh, I had a uh, my grandmother who was like really, really. I was really, really close to her. She passed in two thousand and four, um, and she was the one who was like really, who really understood what I was doing because I dropped out of college. Like you know, my dad. You know, my dad's a police officer, so he was like, "Yo, you know, go to school, go to college, mm-hmm. get a good job, get some pension, right. and retire mm-hmm. and die." Yeah. You know, that's what he was talking. You yeah. know, but me, I'm like, I yeah. don't really want to work for nobody. So, what yeah. made you want to just like? drop out of college and really take this DJ shit serious? Because, I, for one, I was making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was making good money. You know, I was pulling in maybe $700 a week off day shift off of two days. Tax-free. Yeah, tax-free. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Don't let it be a situation where somebody come <clears throat> in and hand me $100 in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's $800 a week for real? at 17 years old. Like, how many, you know, making that legally? Right. For real. Ain't that many that I know. Right. You know, but so it was cool for me. And then when I was going to school, I I wasn't learning anything. For me, it was like, I got to take two years of core classes. I just left high school. What was your major? Business administration. Okay, okay. So it was like, I got to take two years of core classes again. Mm -hmm. Something I just learned. So I got to pay y'all to teach me what I just learned for free. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm not doing that. I'll I'll, I'll catch you guys later. (laughs) But, I mean, it wound up being cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to eventually go back and get a degree just so I can Why? have the paper. Just okay. I just well, my dad, my dad went and got a degree. You know, he's in his 60s. Okay. So for him that's to dope. go back and get a degree, yeah, that's dope. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, why not? Right. right. You know, what I'm saying my brother got his degree in aviation. I'm the only one that ain't got a degree. Yeah, I got to get the paper. So it, I, you know, I, get the I guess paper. it helped. I, I ain't tripping. But I don't, mean, don't but, do but no you, loans, but, but though. See, no, no, no. But see, Straight. But you've traveled the world. You've dj man. I'm talking about out the country, in the yeah. country, uptown, downtown, around town. Yeah. Did you start DJing for, uh, was On it? the road, Jock. Yeah. yeah. So you started, the, you was with Young Jock, it, it's I going was, down. I was, with, I was with him before it's going down. Okay, okay, okay. Me and Nitty had a relationship. Nitty sent me, it's going down. 
Uh, I was playing it at Magic City. Mm-hmm. I wound up learning the record. And then my grandmother passing was one of those, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Mm-hmm. I quit. But I had I had one of those one of those nights where I had to work and I just couldn't I'm not a quitter. So I couldn't just be like, man, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, man, let me go to work. It just so happened to be a night. It was Halloween night. And Puff and somebody else had a party. I didn't want to be there. I was pissed off. I didn't give a fuck about none of it. I didn't care about the girls. It was like, whatever. I'm just going to go in here, bide my time, and go home. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm already mad because my angel is gone. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. And that, that night wound up being a blessing. I got into it with Puff. <laughs> Uh, Shout out to Puff. <laughs> Shout out to Puff. Uh, I got into it with him about a mixtape. Mm-hmm. He gave me a DJ drama, Boys in the Hood, Gangsta Grills to play. Because this is when they had first signed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm not playing that shit. This got DJ drama screaming all over it. Right. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not DJ drama, I'm DJ black. Mm-hmm. Now, right. what y'all can do is get me the songs that's on there. Because I, mean, I, I got them without the DJ on them and I right. play it. I don't right. have no problem with that. Right. And like, me and Henrock, who used to serve for Bad Boy, yeah. Harv. The only person I knew was Harv uh, from the TV show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who anybody else was. But I kept saying, like, yo, like, no. <laughs> and they'd go back and tell Puff. Puff look up and, like, like no, nigga. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, yo, plus your boy done came in. He ain't even patronized nothing. Like, he ain't came and said, thank you, nigga, for spinning the record. And it was like, right. I was on 10 that mm-hmm. night. Yeah. I was with all the shit that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, if he come over here, his security probably going to whoop my ass. But I don't care. I'm going to take it. was ready. I was ready. <laughs> yeah. I was going to hit somebody. The boot's small. Somebody going to get it in here. Now, I might get beat up afterwards. Right, right. Somebody going to get a piece it's of It's going to be one nigga that's going to get it. One person going to feel me tomorrow. But he wound up coming over and he was like, nigga, what's up? Like, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, man. You know, you're not finna put out a record that got a Timberland tag on it, a Pharrell tag on it. Right. And say it's yours. Like, the fuck? Like, I'm not doing that. Like, all you got to do is give me the records the way I need them. I'll play them. I don't have a problem playing them. I'm just not playing them like that. And he looked at me, and I braced myself. Like, oh, shit, here it go. <laughs> you know, it's finna go, yeah. it's finna go down. <laughs> He's like, you know So he what? came to the booth. He came to the booth, finally. Okay. He came to the booth. And he was like, you know what, my nigga? You bold. You stupid. <laughs> you bold. He said, but I can't do nothing but respect it. He said, I would have done the same shit. He said, what do you need? I told him what I needed. They went and got the shit from the studio, bought the records back. We partied all night. And that nigga had a ball. You know, I mean, artifacts know how I DJ. So yeah. like, I've been DJing like that yeah. since the beginning of the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love parties. Mm-hmm. So all this Instagram shit and all that, like, it wasn't none of that. It was like party. Party. Mm-hmm. Grab you a girl, grab you a drink, and party. Sweat mm-hmm. that shit out so you, you can go, go home and do whatever the fuck you want to do. So we partied that night in the strip club. Like, mm-hmm. we made it like it was visions. Like, mm-hmm. it was that. The end of the night, Puff came and said, Black, I had a ball. Well, this nigga that called me Black mm-hmm. off just me. Now we friends. Like, <laughs> for one, it, but it was cool to me because it was mm-hmm. like, like, this Puff. Like, right. this, right. At the end of the day, this, At that D. time, like, this was Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is, you know what I mean? He was like, yo, I had a ball. What you did tonight was amazing, but you need to show the world. Like, you don't need to just be in here. You need to be, like, moving around. He gave me $1,000, and he gave me a phone number. Phone number was the Block Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, call Block tomorrow. I call Block. They put me on the road with Boys in the Hood. And that was, like, my first road mm-hmm. thing. And That's then dope. he signed Jock. Mm-hmm. And we wound up doing a show at TSU, yeah. which was yeah. crazy. And uh, he's like, yo, I don't really know, you know, how much you know about my shit. And I was just like, man, nigga, I got you. Yeah, he went mm-hmm. and performed it. I was with that nigga word for word, and he at the end of the night he was like, "Yo, nigga, how you know my song?" <laughs> I was like, "Don't worry about it. Just know I know it." And he's like, "Yo, when I go out on the road by myself, I need you as I my need DJ." You. Yeah, and I was rocking with him. I rocked with him for like four and a half years. That's crazy. That's yeah. dope. 
So it's it you know, it's cool. We got a chance to we did a lot. You know, we did a yeah. lot. We were around a lot. We traveled a lot. We was That record was huge. Yeah, it was a, it was it was dumb. Still is. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> yeah, I still play it. It was one situation where I, this is some Memphis shit, right? Uh-oh. When Jock took that he looking ass nigga, she looking ass nigga. That oh yeah, that's, that's Memphis. That's Memphis. Yeah. That's yeah, I Memphis. have to agree that's and the, Memphis. And the young niggas died who did it. Because that shit came out when I was a young yeah. nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he took the record and redid the whole record. But now nah, he put them on the record. I ain't know they was on the record. Yeah, that's they must did the, the remix. Because one of them out, died. Point them out. Point the, so all the, the remix. Jonah. That's them. Will you marry me? At that time, bro, everybody started making the shit because they shit went viral then. Yeah. They yeah. shit went viral. Yeah, it was on YouTube. About, That's how he found mm-hmm. it. Yes, sir. Yeah. They went viral. I'm telling you, they from Memphis. These young niggas are from Memphis. Yes, they are from Memphis because the other nigga that he signed was from Texas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He he had a nice little ear. Yeah, man. He was he'd go find crazy. some shit real mm-hmm. quick and yeah. put some stuff together. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. I'm cool with his brother. So yeah. Yeah. And, and and Jock's still doing his thing right now. Yeah. So Love fast forward, you go from Jock, and then how did you end up with with, with Gotti? I mean, I've DJ for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? But I went. Give us, give, us the, give us the rundown. Give us the, give us the rundown. Give us the rundown, man. Goddamn. <laughs> Sierra, Payne. That's cool. Tip, Jock, of course, Zoe, Pleasure P, Donnell Jones, uh, Tango Red, Lloyd, of course, Gotti. So who are some of like your favorite people that you DJ for? I think the Jock days were mm-hmm. enjoyable. I just was too young to enjoy them. Uh, and I say that as a older and wiser DJ Black because I didn't like seize the moment. I always was looking for like, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I was secretly in competition with Jock in my mind. The lifestyle that he was living, I wanted. I saw it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like you know I should be they able could, to, right. you know, yeah. be able to do this as mm-hmm. well. Um, especially when he bought a. My favorite car is like the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It, was the, it was the 360 Modena, then it was the uh, 430, then now it's the 458. 458, yeah. And he bought a, a 360. Mm-hmm. He had just bought this big ass house down on the south side by Rick Ross spot. Yeah, yeah. And he had. I went over there one day. He had the Ferrari. I was like, this nigga. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, it's like, all right, house, pay this off, get the Ferrari, yeah. get the mm-hmm. Range Rover. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw everything that I want. I saw him doing it. And uh, it just kind of made me, like, focus. Like, I was in the studio real tough. Whenever we was at home, I was in the studio. Like, I never had a residency in Atlanta while I was on the road with him because we was on the road enough Mm -hmm. to be able to pay my bills. But I really wasn't focused on, like, trying to be the club DJ or the radio DJ. I wanted to produce records and write and sing records. And uh, that's what I was. I was in the studio from day one when I met Black. He just showed love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of DJs come off, especially when they've been doing it longer, or you know they're a m- little more seasoned than you are. Man, Black sat me down backstage, and we just vibe. We just talking music. It wasn't even no no Hollywood shit. It was just man, we yeah. just just talking shit as DJs. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because no, this is why we got the show because nobody really pay attention to the DJs mm-hmm. or the right. managers or the producers or the engineers or the niggas who really put in the work right with this shit you know what i'm saying or put in as much work as the the artist yeah Mm -hmm. so um man black sat me down and he was just giving game Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying just 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 giving a nigga game where did y'all meet at or where was y'all i don't remember it was it was was at some some arena show yeah i was djing for youngster and and, um black i remember what he probably don't even remember he told me this but he was like man one thing i would tell you to do I didn't ask for advice. This is him just willing to just give a nigga advice. Look, mm-hmm. 
you stay, you have to continue to DJ yeah. outside of this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's like that's the one mistake I made made back in the day. Yeah, like bro, you have to continue to brand yourself. Why you is that so important? Um, well, what I did was by me not staying in the club or being around the promoters and stuff, they didn't know who I was, so they didn't know who I what I was capable of. Only thing they remember was that I DJed in a strip club. So mm-hmm. the stigma of a, st- of a strip club DJ is that we can't DJ in a regular club. Mm-hmm. We can just yeah. DJ in a strip club. Right. Which I put that to bed quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it just it's one of those things. And shout out to DJ X-Rated and DJ Boo, mm-hmm. too, because they, like, I went to Medusa when they first started at Medusa. Not to say that I was surprised, because these are my guys, mm-hmm. but I was surprised. Yeah. Because it was an amazing thing that them two together were doing. Like, they mm-hmm. was DJing together. That's cool. One on one side and one on the other side. Mm-hmm. And they playing four different records at the same time. Yeah. And it sounded like one person was playing. Yeah. So that put that whole, oh, yeah, if you're a strip club DJ, you can't DJ in a regular club. It, it put that stigma to bed. I lost. When I stopped working with Jock, I lost everything because I did not have any other money coming in. It just mm-hmm. came to a halt? Like, it, it just... it just. Well, me and, me and Jock got into it about something. Okay. You know, okay. so it just kind of was like, I was like, you know what, my nigga? I'm grown. Mm-hmm. So it's like, You'll figure it out. I'm not finna fight you about your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I should be here no more. I feel like it's a lot of hoe-ass shit going on, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of it. I wish you well. Mm-hmm. I ain't do no Fugazi shit. Like, it, you know, right. erase the instant replay or mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I could have. Yeah. Erase. Uh, right, yeah. erase all this shit. Now you want to DJ, nigga, you figure it out yourself. Yeah, you know? for real. I could have did that, but yep. I didn't. You yeah. know, it's like, hey, man, here go your shit back. I'm out, my nigga. Mm-hmm. But I struggled after that. Um, and a lot of people don't really know. They just kind of think, you know, they see the they see the DJ Black that I am today, and it's like, oh man, you got this, you got that, and it's like, y'all don't get it. Like I was homeless, like I was <laughs> sleeping in my car. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it was, it got that bad. Like I lost my apartment. I lost. So did you have too much pride to go back home? Uh, yes and no. I didn't really want to go back home, and then like my dad's situation just kind of wasn't like it wasn't a situation where I wanted to even be right there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I felt like... Because at this point, you're a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 24. So I'm just like, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So how long were you homeless? Uh, I slept in my car for three months. Uh, my now wife was my girlfriend then. So she she did Shout out to wifey. Yeah, yeah. shout out to wifey. <laughs> hey, boo. Uh, she didn't know everything. She knew some stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell her everything. But I wound up... Um, my godmother called me and said, hey, look, I know you don't really like 9 to 5s, but... You know, she worked at the GBI. She was a supervisor. She was like, yo, apply to this temp service. They'll put you over here. You can make this little money to get yourself back on your feet. And I did that. And I hated every moment of it. Mm -hmm. It really, it drove me to get back on my shit. Uh, Because, like, I really looked at people that was going to sit in this one room, (laughs) in this one cubicle for 32 (laughs) years. Yeah. And then retire. Like, the guy who trained me was retiring, I think, in six months. He said, man, come in here, put your goddamn head down, do your work, go home. These folk don't like you already. <laughs> I was like, damn, I just got yeah. here. <laughs> he was like, listen, man, you the young guy. And it was like guys and stuff that was that was older. But mm-hmm. you know, they was in their 50s. So I'm the young nigga come in. Right, right. The right. ladies in the office. Oh, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know, Fresh they, me. They know my god mom. So that's okay. Like, yeah, that's your god mm-hmm. mom. That's your god son. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> listen, okay, I don't need none of this shit. Y'all want to be here for 30 years. I don't want to be here for 30 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here, though. Um, but I wound up uh, pressing Reggie Rouse. Okay. Uh, nice. I mean, of course, he knew me from being around Jock. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, like, what's up? Can I get a slot on the radio? Like, 
And he was like, you know, I don't really have no slots, whatever, whatever. But, you know, I keep you in mind. And so I kept working, kept working, kept working. And then he finally gave me a, uh, an audition on Greg Street Show. Uh, shout out to Greg Street. Greg Street. The OG. The OG. Uh, he gave me a shot. and You went crazy. I went, and it was dope. And I wound up getting hired, but not as a mixer. Okay. So, you know, again, trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Things that would have made most people quit. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went through them. Kept going. Kept going. Mm-hmm. He was like, you can come over here, you can be a board op. Mm-hmm. Not on the V103 side, though. On the ALK side. Mm-hmm. And you have to do overnights. Wow. So, prime money time from one to six counting <laughs> commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was nerve-wracking as shit. Yeah. But how dope was that working at a radio station, though? Minus the bullshit, it was still, like... It wasn't dope to me. Okay. At that moment. <laughs> okay. I'm a, and I'm going to tell you why. Because... There was no human interaction. Mm-hmm. I would see Frank Skeeter in the morning when I was leaving, mm-hmm. but I couldn't stick around and, like, look at what they were doing. Right. Because, like, Reggie was like, no, go home. And I'm like, yo, I really want to learn this shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, you don't need to be in there in any way. And plus, you know, they was filming for TV and mm-hmm. all that shit. So I couldn't really be around it and, like, soak it up. Um, all of the remotes and shit they was doing, you know, I I, never, I was never in contention. And then when, uh, <laughs> when it was time to hire DJs, when the openings came up, I didn't get one. Damn. Yeah. He hired tough. like six other people. And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Do I suck that bad? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I started questioning myself, yeah. right. which most people do. You know, yeah, if you yeah. get put in that type of situation, Absolutely. you start questioning yourself. Like, yeah. well, damn, am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. But something in me is like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Just keep pushing. You know, mm-hmm. something going to happen. And uh, so how old were you then? You were like, what, 20? Like this was in 2009. No, I was yes, yeah, so I was 24 and around then. So I was younger than that with the other shit. Wow. <laughs> I don't, like for me, it, I don't even think about it because it's yeah. just you know it's those life cycles. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so you have highs and lows in life. Yeah, you have you gonna have your highs yeah. and lows, and it's just it's not about you know what it is. It's about how you deal with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell a lot of people. It's like you know my life ain't just been you know what you see today, the G wagon, the the bike, the beautiful wife, the house. It ain't been that mm-hmm. like. This some new shit to me. I'm getting used to this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just getting used to this. Like, I'm used to fighting for everything, and I'm yeah. still fighting for everything to this day. There you go. Um, you know, so I did that shit, and they used to do remotes, and I would go out to the remotes on my own and just be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of get fussed at for being there because I really wasn't, I don't know if he didn't want me there or whatever, but me and Reggie Ross used to, like, clash all the time. And uh, going to, well, actually leaving from a remote, uh, September 25th, 2010. Leaving from a remote. I got into the motorcycle accident. That's crazy. Yep. Leaving from a remote at the dome. At the dome. At the dome. Wow. Yeah, coming from a V103 event, I got into a wreck. I was down for three months. But it was one of those, like, if you really understand, you know, destiny and, mm-hmm. and if you understand, like, what you're supposed to be doing and how everything kind of aligns itself. I had been praying. All right, God, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Take me somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, reveal to me exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. If it's not this, take it away. Right. And that was my prayer. Consistently, every morning, every night. And the wreck happened and everybody looked at it as a bad thing because I was banged up really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost got killed. Uh, but to me, it was just like, nope. I ain't stressed about it. I'm going to go through this rehab. At that time, I didn't know what type of insurance the lady had. It was it was somebody else's fault. She mm-hmm. turned in front of me, and I went right. through her car. That's um, crazy. And I threw the windshield. Yeah, I went through her passenger side windshield and came Damn. out her driver's side. It was bad. 
Like when I say, and, and I'm downplaying it, but it was bad. Fractured ribs, punctured lungs, shattered foot, broken wrists. Like it, anything that you could go through, it was there. You know, and they told me, oh, no, you're not going to be able to write or DJ anymore because of my wrists. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that shit. Mm-hmm. They was like, you ain't going to be able to walk the same anymore because of your foot. I got screws in my foot still to this day. Like it's, my foot shattered. Like drop a pane in the glass, that's how my bones in my foot. Did. Damn. Wow. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? So it's like it's one of those things where everybody was telling you what you weren't going to be able to do. I'm going to be able to do all this shit y'all talking about. Watch. Give me a little time. Mm-hmm. And then I. Um, so you came back to the radio station after that? I didn't. After the three months, you was like, nah, I'm done. Hell no, nah, that was the that was the prayer. That was I, the I, that was that was the revelation. That was that God was saying, you don't need to be there, bro. Okay. <laughs> and luckily, um, I had a great legal team, mm-hmm. and they sued the lady, and um, she had great insurance, so I got a big ass check, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was smart with my money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. I ain't go out and buy the Range Rover or the Ferrari that I wanted. Right. I went out and bought a house for forty grand. Cash yeah. and got the deed to that motherfucker. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? I had a little Honda Accord. I put some paint on it and put some rims on it. Put me a little beat in the back. <laughs> gotta put the rims on it. But, and I pulled up just like I was in the goddamn range. I'm like, what's up? Oh, that black. That's black, you know? So, I mean, beat I just. The block. Yeah, but for me, that was my reset button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I got a chance to actually just kind of sit back and really understand who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, and on top of that, you know, become a homeowner. Most of our parents don't even own their homes. Right. You True. know, they still paying a mortgage. Yeah. Um, but I'm 25 years old and I own a home. So I just took a little time off. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to do anything. I tried acting for a minute because everybody was like, oh, you should act. I was like, oh, pff, whatever. So yeah. That shit take too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried that. I mean, I still good friends with a lot of people in, mm-hmm. in the industry, but it's just for me, it, it wasn't for me. These radio station things started coming back up. People was like, yo, you know, they got a new radio station in town. I was like, so I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I don't care. And my brother called me from Abu Dhabi. He's in the, well, he was in the service, but he does contract work over there. He was like, bro, I had this dream, man, that you was on the radio. And da, 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 da. He said, is it a new radio station in, in the city or something? I said, nigga, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> All the way over there. He's like, bro, it was in my dream, bro. I'm That's just crazy. That's telling you what the dream bro. was, right? Yeah, Again. So yeah. I said, man, he said, man, if it is one, man, you need to inquire about being on the station. And so... I was like, you know what? All right, whatever. What could it hurt? Only thing they could do is tell me no. Right. Right. Um, so I I called Rashawn Ali. Shout out to Rashawn. Shout out to Rashawn. Uh, and because uh, I worked with her at V. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was waiting for you to call me. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I was That's like, crazy. what? She was like, because I mean, you know, Holiday's on the show at this Holiday, time. Yeah. I know Holiday, but I don't know him, know him like right. that. Right. But I'm just like, you know, I ain't finna call and ask nobody for nothing. You know? Right. So I was like, look, man, I'm going to hook you up with JTEC and y'all work it out. But Figure it out. I'm gonna say something for you, like. I'm, and you was probably one of the one of the first DJs um, that they hired over there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was me and Brooke up. I think J Tech used to do it on air too. Mm-hmm. He used to DJ on air too, mm-hmm. but it was me and Brooke up. I don't think they had no DJ on holiday show. And then I wound up filling in a couple of times for Brooke up, and they see that I, they saw that I could do it, so we used to rotate. And then you know they started hiring people. But I've been with Streets damn near since the beginning. Um, yeah, and then that you know speeds up to uh, Gotti. Yes, yeah. you know he called me. God used to be on the road with Jock, and me and Jock had this routine that we did uh, where I would do, uh, I would make beats in instant replay, like mm-hmm. almost like an NPC. Mm-hmm. So he just freestyle, and I just make a beat on the spot. And God, every time he started, he's like, "Yo, you gotta teach my DJ how to do that." <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> you can pay me." Yeah. Like, man, I can't afford you right now, but when I can afford you, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to get you. And uh, the Wayne and Drake tour, yeah, called, and yeah. he was like, "Yo, I need you." That's yeah. what's up. And I've been rocking with him, you know, 
sense. The DJ thing is taking me around the world mm-hmm. oh. and showing me things that most other people would never see and experience the way that I've experienced it. You know, because you always want to be around your favorite rapper or singer, you know, mm-hmm. or entertainer. But like to us, it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, they go Jay Z, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this puff over there. Okay, what's up, my name? Puff? What's up? You know, but everybody else is like, oh my god, calm down, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think for me though, it's only a few niggas that I met. Uh, Patty Labelle. That was a moment for oh, me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's certain people. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. Stevie Wonder. When I like it's it's yeah. certain people that's like, oh shit. Oh like, damn. I, I, like you do the double for take. Me it was like, uh, damn, like, I really wanna <laughs> She's <laughs> like, you know, Trey Song. Song. You, Oh, Trey Song. I mean, oh, yeah. it for me. I, mean uh, I didn't even expect him to do it for me, but when he when I saw him, I yeah. was like, the funny yeah. the funny shit is like we came up with Trey. Yeah. So like yeah, Trey so used to be on shows with us. So it's like I don't look at I don't look at Trey like, like I didn't yeah. think I didn't think I did neither until I was we, <laughs> so it was at Gladys yeah. night. And I was like, Trey, why am I feeling like this? It is you. It is you. <laughs> looking like true. yourself. Right, looking like yourself. <laughs> Trey songs for real? Yes. And I met some dope ass people. Yeah. And I don't know, Trey did. <laughs> I don't even know because I was, you know, I fucked with Trey, but yeah. it was just different when you saw him in person. Like, Trey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> she started feeling moist and shit. Trey. That was that moisture Trey. coming. Moist. This a letter green picnic too, so we uh, lit. Oh, I went to sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sisters hyping me up. Come on, say something. Right. She, she, now she gonna give it to him for free. Come on, she got super yeah, wet. Got that gushy ushy She was like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but I I understand like what you say, cause Mine was uh, Missy. That's cool. And Stevie Wonder. And somebody else that, it, we was at the BET Awards when Jock performed with Puff. And it was so, like, just, it was surreal because, you know, you listen to Stevie Wonder with your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and was talking. Like, you like, you know, these are like gods to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. to everybody, like to people that's around him, it's just like, oh, no, that's Stevie. But to us, it's like, dude, you know who you who you be with all the time? Right. This, this Stevie Stevie. This Stevie Stevie. Mm-hmm. Like, this Stevie, this, this that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, those people did. Like, Missy was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Timbaland has always been one of my favorite producers. So yeah. to meet him and actually, like, talk to him and then further down the line, actually get to work with him. That's dope. Was really, and really see, cool. a lot of artists, when they're when they at that point in their life, right, you know, they're going to give you game. They, they're willing yeah. to talk to you. They're willing mm-hmm. to have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just look at life differently. Me and, D, me and DJ Paul had a super dope conversation. In Juicy LA. did me like that. Yeah. Juicy heard, uh, I told you I seen so I put out an album in 2000, and I don't know, remember, but probably three or four years ago. It's called Confessions of a Virgo. It's Renard is the name. It's not under DJ Black. Everybody asks me all the time. <laughs> but so Juicy heard, Juicy's girl, now wife, mm-hmm. was listening to my album. I don't know how the fuck she got it. That's dope. Yeah. But she was listening to the album in the house. Yeah. And he asked her, like, yo, who is this that you keep playing? <laughs> and he's, she was like, yeah, some kid named Renard. Woo-woo. And of course... When it pull up on my Twitter, it goes to the DJ Black page. Yeah. So he like inboxed me on Twitter, like, "Yo, this Juicy J, whoop, whoop. what's up? My yes, wife likes up? your shit. I want to work with you." Mm. And I'm like, I looked at the message like, "Nigga, please, <laughs> this ain't no goddamn Juicy J, <laughs> nigga. If it is, nigga, send me your number." Yeah. <laughs> he sent the number, called him. He's like, "Yo, what's up, the Juice? Like, 
I'm in LA, my nigga. My wife likes your shit. Like, when can we get you out here? And I'm like, nigga, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> like, shit. shit, pay for the plane ticket in the hotel, nigga. I'm on the first yeah. thing smoking. And I went. And uh, we wound up working. We wound up doing a mixtape. Oh, it's the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It was the mixtape we did. That's cool. Um, and uh, he wound up doing a verse for me for free. Yeah. On one of the records that's on the album, Strip mm-hmm. For Me. And when I say we just talked about game, it's just like, you know, he was just like, yo, like, he's sitting in the, uh, in the booth. And one of my people that stay in L.A. actually came to the studio with me. And I don't write. <clears throat> I just, whatever I feel, whatever right. I hear, that's what right. I do. And I think we did like three or four songs. In like an hour, and he was like, "Yo, like, how the fuck do you come up with this shit?" And he was, he, <laughs> my guy actually told me, he was like, "Yo, Juice was in there. He's this nigga was really amazed at what you was doing." He's like, "Yo, did this nigga record like this all the time?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what this nigga do?" Mm-hmm. But it's like those interactions, and um, think that uh, when the NFL was in Miami, uh, Puff had a party at his house. We mm-hmm. wound up doing whatever the big Miami festival is down there. Um, we wound up doing that shit, and. We went back to Puff House after the festival. And we, you know, unbeknownst to us, we was like, we didn't really know who was in town. We mm-hmm. didn't fuck. Mm-hmm. We was on Star Island. So we was like, oh, shit, we going to Puff House, nigga. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Ferrari that nigga mm-hmm. had in the video with Usher and motherfucking, uh, what's the name? Yeah. So we pull up to the joint and everybody's like, yo, like, yo, this ain't a regular party, my nigga. And we like, what the fuck? What is you talking about? And it's like, nah, it's just going to be some real, you know, important people in here. So. Mm-hmm. When you get in here, just kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. Niggas is like, nigga, we know how to be around right. famous people. <laughs> we the best we the best on web phone, nigga. Like, <laughs> but when you walk in, nigga, sit down on the couch. Mm-hmm. We watching the fucking NFL game, and Green Bay is on the thing. You look next to you, and Jay-Z and Beyonce is sitting on the couch next to you. Mm. Damn. Like, you got to tighten up, nigga. You got to sit up straight. That's it. Sit up straight. That's a game changer. But to me, it was just kind of like <laughs> J&B. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, we watching the game, and I'm like, yo. Who y'all going for? It was Green Bay. So they was talking about Green Bay. Talking about football and shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Nice to meet y'all. I'm DJ Black. I DJ for Jock. And Puff come, hey, Black, let me hide you outside real quick. I'm like, all right, cool. We talking about the show in front of the house, sitting on the fucking Ferrari. I'm like, oh, this is life. I wish I had a video camera or some shit. Mm-hmm. So who's your top five favorite rappers? Top five favorite rappers. Well, number one, of course, is Andre 3000. Absolutely. Andre. Okay. There we go. Okay. Kendrick, Saha the Prince, Smoke from Field Mob. Ooh. Jay's cool, Kanye's cool, but I think everybody always say that. They all, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You gotta give them. I mean, they're cool. <laughs> it's like saying Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Michael Jordan. And I mean, I have to round out that list with Tip, of course. Yeah, yeah. I love Tip. Okay. You know, I'm. That's like I was listening to Tip in, in, in Memphis, nigga. Nobody was listening. To I'm serious back nigga, then, I'm bro. Serious, I'm nigga. talking about. I was listening. To I'm serious, like a motherfucking nigga. I'm serious, nigga. When his mama drove to school bus to Pebblebrook High School, I'm serious. When Country Kane's sister went to school with me, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that embedded. I'm going to tell you what serious. fucked me up, though, because I've always been a huge Tiff fan, right? And then when mm. I first moved out here, I was working with uh, Band of Game Marco. Okay. And he had brought me to a, a video shoot mm. with T.I., right? Yeah. He didn't know that was, like, one of my favorite rappers. Right, right. So we get in the room. It's probably, like, 10 of us, yeah. right? And niggas over there shooting dice. Niggas over there just talking shit. I said, these niggas like us. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That's like, these niggas look at my nigga. They're my favorite rapper for real. Right. Like, <laughs> he really real. He really real. He really, like, he really real. I'm talking about no security. I'm talking about wow. niggas talking cash shit. I said, ooh, mm. I feel like I'm back home. Mm. I'm comfortable. But that's, you know what, that's what it be. Like, that's what it, in those type of situations, that's what it be. Yeah. You know, like, being at, in the dungeon, like, seeing the dungeon family come from that and then going to Stankoni and being in the session with Dre. And, and uh, B, mm-hmm. like that shit is priceless. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. really being able to have a conversation with these folk. Like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like watching these niggas grow up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an R&B nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm an R&B head. Like, the rap shit is cool. I'll listen to some shit. Top five R&B singers. Top five R&B singers. I'm more of a group guy. I'm, hey, that's so what R&B was. I think at the top, it'll have to be Jagged. Okay. Because okay. I was the biggest Jagged Edge fan, like, mm-hmm. forever. Crazy. Uh, Drew Hill. Okay. 112. Jodeci, I wouldn't put them in that era because I didn't grow up on Jodeci. Mm-hmm. I didn't discover Jodeci until later, later on. Okay. okay. Like, I was listening to mm-hmm. Cupid. Straight Jagged up. Little Thrill and J.E. Heartbreak. And and I was listening to that. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Enter the Drew. I was listening to, you know, I know the producer that did In My Bed. I have a personal connection. Another group that was incredible that was from here that I, I don't think they got they shine, uh, Co-Ed. Okay. Co-Ed, yeah. Yeah, me. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, that shit right there, that shit had the summer on yeah, fire. Yeah, I did. I remember that. Out. You know I what I'm saying? That. Like, those type of people, the Monicas, the Brandies. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up on those folks. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that whole So, you hearing it, like, like new cats right now? See, I like Jacquees. So, when Jacquees made that statement, and I've seen him live a lot yeah. of times, and I, you know what I'm saying? I like his stage presence. I like all that about him. You know, um, the king of R&B thing, I mean. Come on, like I mean, I mean you that's, know, you're pushing it, but at the same time, I respect the way he feel about his craft. I don't think you know it, I don't think it was. See, a lot of people took that out of context, right? Because they felt like he was comparing himself, himself to, to everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like he said, "Nigga, I'm the king of R and B for this generation. For this generation. Mm-hmm. Like, who else touched who else me is, in this generation? Right. I, don't, I mean, who and else? he was rightfully so to say that. Mm-hmm. Who else from this generation is touching him? It ain't right. that many people that right. exist because he's not generation. in Trey Song's generation. Not at all. He's not. So it's. I don't know who. Do I you? mean, Chris kind of. No, Chris ain't nowhere. Like Chris ain't nowhere. Chris kind of, but then, nah. but Chris, Chris been, been in the game for, for so long. Years. That is exactly yeah, so. I mean, child. I'm just saying the argument. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree with y'all, but the argument was like, well, Chris Brown, but like you said, well, Chris really. been out. I, I think for Jacquees, what he what he meant was like, yo, I'm the king of right now. You know, the songs that he had put out was he was on three, four songs on the mm-hmm. radio, sure. and then he did the remix and killed her on killed, the remix. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like, like she a little salty about that. I used to know tour, he was a uh, tour lanes had him overseas. Yeah, I saw that. And um, he ended up performing the trip again, yeah. his version. And she, I think she like tweeted out, it was like, uh, so sad that he yeah. can't perform something that you can't perform your but, own like, song. See, song. you yeah. know what? Stuff like that ain't got to be said. Yeah. I you mean, but like it's, you have to understand the clapback though, because it's like, well, you're not doing original songs because all your songs got samples in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you didn't make nothing original. <laughs> you might have wrote an, an original line. You got DJ Mustard behind you, so. Right. Well, not even, I mean, it, it has nothing to do with Mustard. It has everything to do with what you're saying to people. True. It's like, how you going to down this man for doing what he doing and mm-hmm. you doing the same thing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just a girl, he a boy. Like, that's that's the, that's that's it. That's, that's the only it. thing that's the difference. Both of y'all are doing R&B music. Where do you see and, R&B going now? It's next. Okay. And And right now. Uh, if you think about it, all the songs that are out that are like banging have a melody. Mm-hmm. They're melodic, melodic as hell. Yeah. Look at Lil Keith. Mm-hmm. Lil Keith is a rapper, but he is singing his ass <laughs> off on it. He's singing, singing. You know what I'm saying? But see, I think I think I think real R&B coming back, and I think real hip hop coming back. Yeah, like I think it's you know it's a lot of. Lot of you know hip hop artists that's that's super tough right now and, it, and it's they come all this shit coming back full everything yeah, come back full come circle, back full you circle. know what I'm saying so, so are we expecting some mu- some new music from uh Reynard yeah actually I am uh, I'm in the studio I'm here to promote as, my shit today I'm here to promote my shit today actually nah put <laughs> uh, this SoundCloud link right. on your ass <laughs> nah I don't have anything for y'all today but I'm actively working you know I I do love the R and B but 
I've you know I discovered the EDM and I love EDM. Okay, you know, now you trying to get to the bag bag. I mean, you you know, trying to get on the Forbes list? Might as well. Might Everybody as well. Else doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Off high shit. Straight <laughs> up. Trying to tell you. So, but now I enjoy that. Um, you know that that thing. So like pop and and R and B is what I really mm-hmm. enjoy. The rap shit is cool, but. I don't really enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like how DJing is now. Like I'm kind of stepping away from mm-hmm. everything that I was doing, um, because a lot of times, like, it's not the right events that you. Yeah, it's not the right event. I know. Yeah. I you know, know exactly how you feel. Just you to be in the club, just to be in the club for me now is like oh, I'd rather man. be in the crib. It's torture yeah. for me. Yeah, I, was, I had a day party at 11:45, and I'm just, you know, DJing. Then the host came and he was like, "Hey, the owner said turn up right now." And I'm looking, I'm like, turn up, uh, okay? Like, <laughs> like well, well, give me an example. What you want to hear? Right. He named the top 10 radio songs. And I was right. like, are you serious? Nikki, I just got off radio. You want me to come and play the same 10 joys in the motherfucker row? They yeah. hear That's it. what niggas want to hear. The same but it's shit. But it's not what they want to hear. It's what they know. That's what they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I did the uh, DTLR fashion show Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did an after party. And so Lil' Key hosted, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I played all the new stuff, and, you know, you got a little reaction off of some stuff. But I did an old school set for an hour. And they loved it. And them folk did not move out that room. They were in there like glue. They were like, ooh, this, ooh. (laughs) It was like I was playing. It's that nostalgic shit. Like, it just just take you back to a certain spot. Like, you remember Swag Surfing. Yeah. Like, like first time, like, I know for y'all was in college. We was in college, so it's like. When you drop that motherfucker, the whole it's like just it's certain the whole songs, way. like it's, it's just way. you know, like Walker, like right. you know certain songs that they I do fuck it. my money. The whole club finna say that for mm-hmm. Like we did, um, Gotti has a residency at Dreas, right mm-hmm. in Vegas, and I I think that is one of the most exciting places to DJ if you ever get is. a chance to yeah. DJ Dreas, do that shit because mm-hmm. it's one of those where it's three four thousand people inside and outside, and you're on the Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. Sinatra, all these the the Rat Pack, all these people Everybody. have performed on this strip. Mm-hmm. So to be a part of that greatness, that legacy, this is where you need to be aiming to. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I felt the first time. And the first song I played when I got the dress was Cheers. Boom, boom, no, 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 Sometimes you wanna go. I got footage of motherfuckers, everybody singing that song. Like it was fucking the big, the biggest Beyonce song, biggest Jay Z song in the world. And for me, when I DJ, it's about a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. not about the hottest ten songs because I could do that. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that. Anybody, anybody can do that. Anybody I can give you my computer and line That's up ten songs. That's why I'm so frustrated, boom, 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 man. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But after those ten songs, where you gonna go? Where you gonna right. go? Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? Because now you play everything now they, hot. Now they trying to figure out, hey man, what you? No, you looking around for uh-huh. help? Right. No, ain't no help. It's what, just you up here. What y'all want to hear? Yeah. The shit that's in your computer. Play it, nigga. Yeah. DJ, right? <laughs> but that's that's why I, you know, a lot of the younger DJs don't do the research. I'm a research guy. Man. I'm I'm at the club early. Bro. If I got DJ, Bro. I'm yep. at the club an hour Absolutely. early because I want to hear what the DJ before me I is playing. I need to check the temperature. Mm-hmm. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of a lot of DJs now, they want it. Like the millennials wanted, they wanted did it in I open up, Did I open up for you at uh, Rev? I think that was Black first time seeing me DJ DJ. Yeah, it was. I, did I open up for you, or you was just there? I was just there, but that was my first time really like seeing you DJ I think outside. I brought the twelve, nigga. <laughs> but that, but it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. Everybody it's rare. on CDJ is on yeah. on a, a controller. Yeah, I just like transferred over the controller maybe two years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and for me, you know, carrying a big ass turntable. Every time I used to pull up, I, well, I used to at one point I just got the security niggas to just help, help me with them. Right, 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 right. You know, but I'm most of the time I'm carrying them over, so they see it, me carrying it. 
what she about to do. Right. Yeah. So, you go in there and but it's a whole another yeah. it's a whole yeah. other respect when you bring out oh, the techniques. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a feel. And mm-hmm. and one of those things, you know, that's that's one of the things that I tell people like you know, a lot of these, some niggas like, yo, what's 1200? So I was like, yo, nigga. Oh, man. That's what age we yeah. in now, what's 1200? Yeah. What's 1200? Because like, they don't make them no more. Yeah. Well, th- but they make a, a version a of them. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you seen the Rain 12s, yeah. the Needleless yeah, turntables? The, the Fade. The Fade. Actually, That's crazy. I, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that shit is That so shit is hard. I just hit my Serato, <laughs> my, my, shout out to my boy Tony. I hit him up. I said, yo, I need the Fade. Yeah, yeah. I need that. Please, Yeah, bro. I, I need that. Because shit's hard. You can literally sit that shit on the table right now and that shit is going to control whatever's going on. And I think. The technological advances that are going are incredible, but I think it's, it's a setback too because now everybody with a computer and some music in it can be classified as a DJ. Mm-hmm. But but what's going to separate them, what we just got done right. talking about, they're going to be the ones that's going to play the top 10 records mm-hmm. over and over to everybody tired of hearing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They ain't going to create that experience. feel. Yeah. Right, they it won't create experience. that experience. A lot of motherfuckers are afraid. Like when they DJ, they just... They just know they stay in this box. Yeah, of course. They stay in this little small box, mm-hmm. and of course. you know it's it's easy to stay in their box. Yeah. But when you step outside of that motherfucking play some, play some outlandish or some mm-hmm. shit that have motherfuckers like what? Either they gonna say what? That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You still can but bounce you get back, that, and you get their attention because they yeah. like okay, well, what's what, well, what well, the thing about it is, it's like where you going with it's this? A, mm-hmm. It's a setup. Yeah, it's a setup. Mm-hmm. So it's a setup, and if you get your setup right, then. You like you good. You can, you can go anywhere, mm-hmm. right. and that's what I tell people when I'm DJing. It's like it's a journey for me. Yes, I want to take you on this musical journey. Mm-hmm. We not staying in Atlanta inside of 285, my nigga. Yeah. We not. Yeah. So how do you feel about when Puff had mentioned that? Uh, he wasn't how, lying. He wasn't lying. He I said lying. the same shit. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. But then again, what what was that? Gold room. So we had uh, DJ uh, Tone. Yeah. He was the DJ. Okay. Well, Tone was the DJ that day. So yeah. <laughs> so he was just telling us like how you know it was just. It was so many people there. Of course. So everybody wanted to hear they everybody record. Everybody wanted to hear they record. Yeah, niggas couldn't move. It was just super packed. It was, mm-hmm. it was crazy. But even then, I think even in those type of situations, you still can't create. And I'm not taking anything from Tone because I think Tone is an amazing DJ. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen him fuck some clubs yep. up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Tone go. Same and, and I think it's just one of those things where in those type of situations, you got to get Johnny just, you got to stand on your chest and just mm-hmm. like, look, my nigga. All that shit that y'all thought y'all were going to do tonight, we not doing that. We mm-hmm. doing this. Right. Let me set this mood. Mm-hmm. Nigga, go get you a drink. Go yeah. fill on some ass. Whatever you need to do to get in your bag, do that. And then mm-hmm. we going to get to this other shit. Mm-hmm. Right now, we right here. Just mm-hmm. just feel, give me 15 minutes. And if you ain't fucking with it, I'll give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Straight up. But it's that, like, people are afraid to do that. My nigga, yeah. so when I, when I had open up one time at Revel, they had let me open up. And so I'm like, cool. I said, I ain't going to touch no fucking no, kid. No, no, no. I ain't mm-hmm. even, I'm staying so far away from her. Nigga said, bro, you the only nigga that rock, that rocked the opening set. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I ain't got to <laughs> play no motherfucking, I ain't got to play none of the hot records. Listen, mm-hmm. I did opium for a little while. And <laughs> my nigga DJ Fitty, shout out to my little brother DJ Fitty. He sat there with me for an hour. He's like, yo, nigga, you know you didn't play any new records for an hour now my set started at one mm-hmm. yeah so from one to two o'clock i didn't play not one new record at all he said nigga you got this motherfucker moving Ooh. like that's like, what that's what you supposed you know to what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. but most of the newer generation djs oh they just want to just turn 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 as soon as they get on they got them they the hottest 10 records it's like yo like it's like sex, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't got if the pussy dry, you can't just go in, bro. You gonna hurt yourself. Gonna hurt. Yeah. You gotta have a little foreplay, man. Make yeah. that thing a little juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, you know, and I tell a lot of the DJs because they they ask me like, how 
how are you not afraid to DJ in front of 60 and 70,000 people? I said, because I understand what I'm going to create. I'm For one, I'm in there before everybody else, so I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I understand what's missing, right. and I'm going to give you exactly that. Yeah. You know, I had a DJ play, like, the nigga played, like, every hot record, like, in 10 minutes before <laughs> I was getting on. I hate that shit. I love it, though. I mean, it, I, I love it. Because the nigga gonna go so far left, you ain't Man, even gonna expect it. And it just make you, and at one point you just look at but him. But you like, look at okay. them like, bro, this is what you really gonna do. But I'm gonna cool, tell you what it does. Cool, do it you, makes do you. you better. It does. Yeah. It I makes agree. you better. Frank Ski did me like that. 112, mm. Peachtree, Jock is going down, it's crazy. We having a crazy platinum party, whatever. Nigga, Frank Ski DJing, and he fucking the club up, right? I go up to the booth like, hey, Frank, you know, it's time for us to perform or whatever. He's like, all right, cool. Come on and set your shit up. And I I just don't have any ideas that this nigga is goddamn reeling me in. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm finna rock with Frank. Niggas playing 12. Ooh, we feeling good. Get up that motherfucker. I'm like, all right, cool. You ready, Frank? He's like, yeah, give me five minutes. This nigga ran crazy. every old school party record that you can. Every time he switched the record, they was like, oh. Yeah. I was looking at this nigga like. Really, nigga? Bruh, really? <laughs> That's really what you doing? I looked at Jock. I said, nigga, we doing two songs. I know you see it, and it's going down. And we going back to our section. Like, yeah. You're not finna play around with these folks. They don't even want to hear this shit. Yeah. You got the hottest record in the country, nigga, and they don't even want to hear your shit. They want to hear this old, old school, school shit. Yeah. Well, we got up there, did that shit so quick, and I vowed to myself from that day forward. I said, man, I don't care what nobody playing before me. Mm-hmm. I have to be prepared to be able to murder that shit. Yeah. The whole set. And that's just been my mantra, you know what I'm saying? Since since I, I had that experience, it's like, nah, in order to be the best, you have to be prepared for everything, you know? So it's, it's one of those things. That's why, I, like, Gotti allows me to open up for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do a 30, 45-minute set before he even come out. Yeah. You know, and that like that that right there is like, when we did it at Dre's the first time, Fran was kind of looking at me like, who is this nigga? <laughs> yeah. But once I did exactly what I did, Every every time we go, he called me like, "Yo, you coming down here, right? You you, you coming up early?" I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm there. That's what's up. So That's it's one cool. of those things, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. So what you listening to right now? Uh, right now, Eric Bellinger. Okay. Um, there's a song. It's a country song called Tequila. I can't. I can't it's like Dan and somebody. But I listen to like I listen to a whole bunch of different stuff. I just mm-hmm. I just make a playlist, and if I hear a song that I like, I put it. It's Dan and Shay. It's a country. Dan it's and called, Shay. Dan Tequila. and Shay. It's called Tequila. Uh, let's see, uh, cat named Angel. He's an mm. incredible writer. He's got a song called Blessing, which is crazy. Um, of course, Nipsey right now. I've been, mm-hmm. but I've been on Nipsey before. Before, yeah. Everybody before the hype. Else was yeah. on Nipsey. Right, right. Um, let's what be else clear. is on here? Uh, Chris Stapleton. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Chris Stapleton. Whiskey. Oh, so K. Michelle, she was just in Nashville. Yeah. Went on stage and yeah. said, I just want to let all y'all country motherfuckers know I can sing better than any country singer in this motherfucker. <laughs> she was like, we here and we should we just make here. music together because like, I'm here. Yeah, she was like, I, yeah, yeah, I, I was just in the studio with Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm, y'all know him, right? Right. Uh, and I'm the next Taylor Swift. Right. And left off the stage. Yeah, <laughs> well, she said some bullshit, but dropped left off the stage. She kind of nigga. That's Memphis. Yeah. So, that's so Memphis. It's, that's Memphis. <laughs> it's safe to say that we taking back country. I mean, but country has always been us. It's been blues. It's blues. And then it's R&B. That's all it is. It's just... I mean, even if you look at, like, pop, like, look at what Ed Sheeran did. Mm-hmm. This nigga sang a Marvin Gaye song. Look at Sam Smith. Sam Smith was doing this R&B record. But what's next for you, brother? You, you, um, you, you're producing, you're singing, you're, you're rapping, you're DJing. No rapping. You're... <laughs> <laughs> um, man is DJing the events that I want to DJ. Yes, okay. um, selective events. Selective events. Uh, put I'm put at, together your own shit. 
I am. Come soon. Sil- I'm silently yeah. cooking. Okay. But you know, for me, it's more about just being in a space of of peace. Yeah. Because I've been through these how many other years of being I've been doing this twenty years. So through these twenty years. I haven't really had that much peace because I was always trying to piece together something. Um, so it's just creating a place of peace. I do investment stuff. Um, I, I got multiple companies that I run. I got a real estate company. Uh, invested in some marijuana stuff early. So, you know, that's starting to kind of kick off. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know. And you don't smoke. And I don't smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Or drink. Or drink. Yeah, so this nigga don't smoke or drink. Yeah. So that's a natural high. Yeah. So doing that, um, I got a nonprofit program called Real Men Speak. Mm-hmm. Um, we cater to, you know, underprivileged males just to have, you know, our programs just kind of have going to classrooms. I'm at Mays High School right now doing their uh, ninth graders. That's dope. We got like 20 ninth graders that I uh, mentor. Um, we just go in, we have a real conversation. So, you know, just yeah. doing stuff like that. Um, and just, you know, just enjoying life. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like, of course I want the EDM stuff and I want all that stuff, but even in, even in the uh, chase to try to, make that a reality is still about happiness right you know and i think a lot of people kind of just stray away from that trying to you know chase that that big old dream mm-hmm. it's like but bro if you ain't okay for yourself ain't none of this shit gonna happen it's just gonna yeah. you know it's gonna walk right past you you ain't even gonna, even if you do happen you ain't gonna be able to enjoy it yeah so you know now mine is just you know kind of enjoying those those moments you yeah. know what i'm saying so there it is. Well, there it is, man. You know, it's it's a, it's a blessing. We definitely appreciate you, man. Coming. I appreciate Absolutely. y'all having you know me. Give yeah, everybody your handle, man. Where they can find uh, Black? I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> yes, uh, sir. <laughs> who is DJ Black on Instagram, Twitter, all that? Facebook, you know, just pull me up. Um, Shout out to all my fitness people as well. I'm, I'm real like we. Are you really, on your fitness? Because we've been on our fitness too. What you doing? You, you What's up? Stone Mountain so we Wednesday? run Stone Mountain every Wednesday. Okay. Okay. And it's I not necessarily a run. Let me, let me explain it to uh, people. Because uh, <laughs> people are like, you run? It's like, we're not running the whole way. Okay. Um, it's it's more so of a uh, group of people in this fellowship. Uh, a lot of us do nightlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are so engulfed into what we're doing in nightlife. We rarely like talk to people. Right. So like you might have a waitress that work at your club but you rarely get a chance to talk to her because she's waitressing right. and you're DJing unless mm-hmm. she's your waitress. Yeah. And then even then, you're still DJing and mm-hmm. she's still waitressing. Right. So y'all don't really get the chance to have a conversation. So we, uh, me, Ferrari Simmons, and J-Rock, uh, we wind up just you know putting together a little group and we do it every Thursday and it's people uh, from every walk of life contract. Every, I mean, yeah, every Wednesday. I'm sorry, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday at 10 a.m., we meet uh, at the bottom of the walk up trail, so okay. like where the uh, where the train. Well, I say where the train at. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we. So we, where, where you where you where you do you park where you park it? Do you go? You got the membership. Yeah, okay. I got the membership. I park Are by the police. No, see, yeah, no, I got the membership. Listen, oh, okay, okay, yeah, park yeah, by no. the police station. I, I know where it's. And then it's you gotta a, walk a little bit. See, little but it's free. Everybody, yeah, it's free. That's but it's out like on there. the Stone Mount industrial side. Ah, that's bullshit. They're going to break in your goddamn car I right there. It's the right by the police station. station. Yeah, that's cool. They're breaking your car right there. I'm just saying. I'm going to park it Man, listen, man. Pay the $45. <laughs> You're going to wind up spending that. If you go twice, it's, it's paid for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Because mm-hmm. it costs, what, 30 bucks to get mm-hmm. in the park? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or so, you can park for free. I'm trying to tell you. Put I mean, these niggas on game. Anyway. <laughs> don't yeah, support yeah, that. Don't support that racist ass mouth, man. It's probably free. I've been seeing y'all do that and uh. I didn't know. I just thought this is niggas getting together to work out. So I didn't know the nah, meaning behind we, everybody. That's it's, that's it's super fellowship. dope. And I wanna I wanna do. I I try to do it tomorrow. I got a lot going on tomorrow. But I, I right, look, I at, him look at him lying. Look at him lying. Hey, you know I be busy, bro. Hey, no, 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 I'm so serious though, cause I I, I cardio. I'm all about cardio. No. We're there every Wednesday, we can, unless it's raining. 
And then uh, me and the other a group of guys. What's up? What you, what, what you trying to do? What's up? Y'all I, mean, I work, but oh, she's going to be working. Midday. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Work. Yeah. We'll, we'll send a picture to you. Okay, send a picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did, you know, we work out uh, We work out every day, too. Okay. Uh, we do. We try to do Monday through Friday. Y'all be hooping? Uh, sometimes. Okay. I'm not a hooper. Look, I ain't even going to lie. That's that I ain't hooper. Yeah, I saw it. And everybody everybody asked me that all the time. Man, you tall, man. You play basketball. I swear to God, I would have been like, like you piss real hoopers off. I mean, I can shoot. Don't get it twisted. I can I can hold my own. But I'm not a hooper. I know that is not my strong point. Like, I can hold my own. I can run up and down the court. I can block a shot. I can shoot a three. Things I can run up and down the court. I can. I can do that very well. my legs can. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> we in the same boat then. But yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not, I've never been like a sports guy. I've always right. been a music guy. So, yeah, you right, know, right. everybody always assumed, like, hey, man, you play basketball. No, I don't. Yeah. I just tired. They got that. I just, you know, I just look like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me, who is DJ Black? It's Black Without a C. So, you know, that's the unique part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, you know, if you, any questions, shit, hit me. Any, you know, anybody trying to get some advice on doing this, I've been doing it for 20 years. I've been around the world multiple times. I've been your favorite artist. I've been around them. And yes, probably sir. worked with him. All right. Well, we appreciate you, DJ Black. Most definitely. Yeah, Most this definitely. has been another cool episode of Jazz and Facts on Wax. Wax.